Hello and welcome to this week's Mangy Nut Punch podcast where we talk about everything going on in the world of pop culture and television and there's bugger all to be honest with you so we're going to talk about Star Trek motion picture and Apple TV's hijack which is just recently finished. So as always on these podcasting journeys we've got Keith. Say hello Keith. Hello Keith. <laughs> oh, good. Now if you... Now, no, the, 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 the trick is, the trick is, yeah. How long is it going to take you to bring up Star Wars? I didn't last week. I didn't last week, not once. I did not mention it. I, I, I specifically mentioned Marvel when we were talking about Disney. I did not I did not touch Star Wars whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> um so we've got Apple TV and, and, and Star Trek Motion Picture, which I watched earlier today and I made notes. Really poorly scribbled notes. I was watching it. Um, there's some bits in it I found quite entertaining and and, and whatnot. Um, so that's that's before we get into to, to the meat and potatoes of things. One, I just quickly say I, I to I to Biffa. Hello, Biffa. Um. Uh. Yeah. So before we get into the to the meat and potatoes of, of these things, uh, let's uh, let's talk about um, Apple TV's hijack, which ended. Quite disappointed. Left a lot of I questions. Don't, I don't think they landed the plane personally. I don't think they landed it. I don't think the ending landed. I mean, I know the plane landed, but I don't think the ending landed. Um, no. To, I, 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 I was a bit disappointed, to be to be honest with you. Um, it just kind of farted out. Really, didn't it? It did, because one of the questions was 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 if if. The, the, the people who were responsible for the hijacking had done it. They seemed to be working with someone. Who were they working with? Mm. Yeah, we had that in there. Um, it's the questions, like, kind of, I just, it didn't, I, they bollocked it up. They really bollocked it up. Yeah, I'm I'm of agreeance with you. I, I mean, he didn't have any kind of reunion with his family. So why yeah. were why why did why were the family there? What were the entire point of the family? What did the family do, other than pass on the message at the beginning? What was their entire uh, fucking point? Uh, hold on a second. When you start, it's a general question. What were family there? What were family just to do? Well, um, I mean, you know, they, they they were pointless characters, really, and I still don't quite understand why all the, 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 the staff in Dubai were killed. Um, I mean, I understand they were trying to short a stock. Um, it just, it kind of fizzled out at the end. Um, and, you know, letting off the woman who just blatantly cold-bloodedly killed someone, okay, to save her daughter, but she did. She killed someone, just, you know, just shot the pilot. Now, arguably, the pilot wasn't a particularly nice guy. But did right hang on a second. Did you notice a massive plot hole? Which one? There was a few, but go on. But right, the, the biggest one with the plane landing the plane. So she knew how to land the plane and she had Idris Elba in the cockpit with her. Where was the uh, second officer? The first officer. Yeah. She can yeah. she can land a plane. That's why yeah. they're there. I'm not entirely sure why why at that point they didn't, oh, because I think he was protecting her from the the passengers who wanted to beat you know beat the shit out of her. Um, but yeah, she she could land a plane. So, um, 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I will actually. He has a point. Sorry, I, I, I'm totally taken. Um, sorry, podcast listeners. Biff has just made a comment, um, and I just wanted to say I will talk about that because I sat through some of that, <laughs> some of it. I could not make it through. Why? Um, Why did because, you do that, Keith? So I could bitch about it, and then no one could say I didn't watch it. Um, so when I bitch about it and say it was shit. I can say it, it's shit with conviction. Um, but, um, and you know, the things I do for this podcast. Um, but hijack, and the other thing was, right, I'd also like to point out that the plane was actually at about the same height as the um, Shard in London yes. at one point. Yes. There's no way in fuck yes. that's making Northolt. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Right, d- d- mm. right so... Right, so the other bit that got me was the bit where the I have no idea the woman persuades the home secretary not to shoot the plane down. Mm. Yeah, you know that they have a no return line. Yeah, and it has to get shot down at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the amount of damage it can do, it can it can kill hundreds of thousands of people if done wrong, even if it's just mm-hmm. fallout from those hundreds of thousands. And and not shooting the plane down is actually the wrong thing to do. Which yeah. got me, and then they wanted to make it look like it was the moral thing, and this, it, no, it wasn't. Yeah, the trick should have been is you should have been approaching that line. They should have had the planes alongside them, and then you just help show them guys have got control of the plane at that last moment before they go to shoot them down. Hell, you could have even done fire the missile and then blow the missile up before it hits the plane, and then just freak everyone out. That would have been great tension, yeah. And people would have been watching from the ground. We've got control of the plane. Mm. Yeah. Yep. But no, no uh, that that was that grated on me because that's what you. Keith Sutherland in 24 wouldn't have done that. No, he would have shot the <laughs> fucker down. Um, um, he 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 would have uh, uh, shot the bastard down. Um, so, uh, no, I I really didn't like that final episode. The only thing I I, I liked was that gobby cow hijacker finally. You know, I wish he'd given her a bit of a slap as well because she was just dreadful. She was just dreadful character obnoxious cow and needed a bit of a slap sorry i don't usually you know put violence but she was just nasty um so uh she 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 needed to get you know a little bit of a slapping around by the passengers after she'd been really obnoxious and then the ending you know him again you know the toing and throwing if you've been sympathetic and not sympathetic with the lead hijack guy that whole thing at the end just made no sense yeah. uh, and no, it what was it there cool. was it was extra tension and then they don't even kill him at the end anyway what was the point in that um what, was it what, filler what got me is all they had to do is have mate you get off the plane yeah he gets off the plane finds his missus up and finds his son up says look i'm fine everything's fine thank you for your help you don't have no idea what you did to sort me out and then they have a press conference where they interview him Here's the press conference, and he's like, kind of, uh, da, 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 just, you know, I just did what I did, and I thought I was doing the right thing. This other, they see him as a hero. Newspaper articles, this, that, and the other news stories. Hero, hero, hero. Walks away, pulls out his phone. It just says bank transfer complete. Hmm. You'd have all gone, oh, you bastard. You'd love that. That would have been a great ending. Hmm. Yeah, but no, no, they couldn't do that. Uh, 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 yeah, no. Didn't, didn't like the final episode. The, the explanation of the bad guys was a bit like meh. And then one kills the other one towards the end and runs off with the money again. It was a bit like, mm. really? 
these characters come in at the last minute. It's organized crime. I mean, seriously, it was like line of duty kind of fucking letdown um, mm. kind of thing. And I, and it didn't work for me. You're right. It would have been much better if they'd done that with um, uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, I would agree with you there. That would have been a like much better. We'd have loved that because it was everything mm. that would have made sense because he was telling people to do things where it's like kind of, yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to take things. No, no, wait, wait. We all do it at the same time. Yeah, take them all down. So yeah, it it it, it didn't stick the fucking landing. It it completely balked the landing. Um, go on. Let's talk about Star Trek: Strange New Worlds musical episode one. Because just, I mean, they got... they remind me of that. But, but before we get into Trek, I just wanted to go over one piece of news that I forgot to mention. Um, the rumor is that there is going to be a Wonder Woman three movie with Gal Gadot. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? The whole reason they got rid of, um, uh, uh, you know, what's his fart as um, Superman? He should be the next James Bond, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Is is because they were resetting the DC universe. Now, how can you reset the DC universe but then carry on keeping Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? That just doesn't make sense to me. And in actual fact, that m- pisses me off slightly because. Why recast Superman if you're not going to recast the whole lot? And are you doing more? Um, are you doing more uh, Batman movies? What Batman you're going to use? Because we've had about five of them in the last, you know, couple of months. We had Ben Affleck. We've had um, Robert Pattinson. Uh, Thank you, Miss Pattinson. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and no, Cedric and Diggory. He dies. Sorry, you're dead. Yeah. 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 That, oh right, that Batman, right? People like that Batman. That kind of grates on me. And the bit that grates on me is the car chase. Yeah. Mm. All right. If you compare, right, I know people don't like the Dark Knight Rises as much as the the, um, the Dark Knight as in the Batman films. Yeah. But there is how can I put it? There's a car chase in that where no one gets killed. Yeah. He manages mm. to save everybody. It's a few, maybe a few broken legs and bits. But in 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 the Batman, destroys two trucks, killing at least two people. Mm. Oh, it looks yep. really cool. But when you think about it, Batman doesn't kill people. No, no, he, he does through collateral bloody damage. Um, and say so we got Laurie's here. So, so I love to ho- Laurie. Hello, Laurie. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed Mission, Mission Impossible too. I like the train bit at the end. Reminded me of uh, Uncharted. Um, and also we also got Babster too. So, yeah, is that Babster? Yes, it is Babster. <laughs> Amstrad's bear. Um... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, I couldn't resist that. Um, <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Look, I mean, I, as I said, I don't get that DC news. Um, but um, uh, yes, yeah, go on. I have no, I have no fucking idea what they're doing. No. I really have no idea what they're doing because I would have just, I would have just, I would have quietly put everything to bed, and then get a year break. And in that year, we make we make two films, put the two films out, fantastic. And then here's the start of it. Every, we're gonna have all the continuity and stuff. We're gonna build up. We're gonna do what Marvel did, and we're gonna build up. Yeah, we're not expecting billion dollar hits. Yeah, we're expecting eight hundred, six, seven hundred million dollar hits. Yeah, worldwide, and in total, and. And then go from there and build up because when you get to the Justice League, then that will be your billion dollar hit. 
and then in the next Justice League will be your next billion dollar hit, and then the one in between because they're waiting for it will also be a billion dollar hit. So yeah, um, yeah, but they just haven't got anybody capable of writing good movies at the moment. They're well, just, I think this is the this is the things I think that I think that James Gunn will sort the writing aspect out, but I don't think he can plot it. I think he's got trouble plotting. Yeah, hmm. just Baxter. Just a quick one, mate. By the time that came out, we, we all started using PCs. Yeah, I had a NES. Way better. <laughs> Super Nintendo with the time the Amiga yeah, came I'm out. I'm, 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 I'm Mega Drive. Um, um, so they come and tell me about this bloody oh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds stuff. Right. The I swear to God, right, I, I've been trolling people on Facebook because I keep getting all of these Facebook trolls, best trekking years, best episode trek. It's like, are you real? Right, that's one of my questions. Are you real? Are you are you a bot that's just promoting it? If you are, have you ever watched anything of Star Trek before? Right, because and there's people justifying going, oh, start, each each like show has done something wacky. Yes, each show has done something crazy. People are bringing up the DS9 episode where where Cisco is, um, uh, you know dreaming and he's he's a writer and he uh, back in the 50s of a thing but the thing was that was in context of the show and mm. there was a perfectly believable explanation as to why that was that was the prophets testing him right that's there it's thing so it's not that wacky it's explanatory here we had to come up with some non-science bullshit because it was pretty much magic right to, to 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 sort of pass off this thing in the fact that they they found a fold in space and they did something and then it got them into a different reality where everything's a musical because that's scientific right and then every, they all start singing and i'm sorry it was just awful it was horrible it made nurse chapel's character who has this amazing song done it, the way that happens it makes her a bitch after breaking up spock's relationship Right, she then because she gets a job offer, she doesn't talk to him. Then she does this amazing song, "Me, Me, Me." I'm so lucky; it's all my life. That's what that song was about, right? It was ugh. the people who are writing Star Trek don't get Star Trek, <laughs> right? You can do some wacky shit within context, right? What you don't do is do a musical episode. No one wants that shit except millennials and a minute amount of Americans who seem to <laughs> like musicals. Oh, the fucking Klingons. Oh, the fucking... Okay, had that been like an advert, right? That would have been funny, right? That 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 that, that, that was the only main moment that made me actually laugh, right? There's this Klingon, right? So the premise is, at the end, they all need to sing, Gareth, because, you know, they all need to sing to break out of this reality, right? So the whole of the Enterprise is singing, but it's not enough. So they hail the Klingons, and the Klingon goes, wah, 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 and then they turn into this really gay boy band. <laughs> right? Now, it is quite funny. <laughs> it is actually quite funny. But, No. I'm sorry. Um, it, it was. It was. Oh God! Why? Why? I get the Buffy, um, the vampire side, but even the Buffy musical episode was kind of in context, 
right? This wasn't. They just the, the writers just decided they wanted to do a musical episode to get the show talked about. But this show, the, I'm sorry, but the second season of the, of, of Strange New Worlds has just been all over the place. They, 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 they. It's just been all over the fucking place. Um, and it's just not a good show. I'm sorry, right. it's not because uh, I've not watched it. Uh, is that true? I don't know. I think I need some. I didn't even pay that much attention. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think you can. You can't play audio here, can you? If um, I share my screen, I don't yeah, think it works, does yeah. it? Yeah. How? If I, oh, I can share a video, can't I? Hang on. Right, uh, I understand. There's right. nothing wrong with Neelix. Neelix is fine. Leave Neelix alone. He's not crap like this musical episode. <laughs> what's the Keelix? Is it? What's the Keelix episode? Neelix. Is that Neelix? Oh, oh, Neelix was all right. <laughs> it's still better than any musical. Ne Neelix. If if you gave me a TV show like a sitcom of Neelix living in the 21st century in a house, yeah. Hmm. Versus Star Trek: Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Discovery, I would watch that first. It it it, it won't actually let me play um, the uh, the video. I can think I can share a screen, um, but I don't think screen share gives audio. Does it? Depends how you're playing it. If you're playing it through a web browser, it can do the audio. If no, it it's struggles. not through a web. But I can. How, how big's the how how big's the video? It won't let me do it because it's a it's a uh, encoded video but oh, um okay. i will i won't put it on the screen yet let me see if i can uh, get it to the point where 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 you can just you, you don't even have to hear the music to see how bad it is um hang on let me let me find it let's see how bad it is um <laughs> Me. <laughs> do you know uh, right i can do the worst you know the worst thing is keith i figured out how to make a musical episode work in star trek how q that is true you yeah. can you can you can have someone watch you could have, you just have two people they're watching a musical and one of them thinks it's bloody ridiculous and the other one thinks it's great and you've got q sitting in the background and he goes i wonder and then psh, that's it. That's that's it. I've done more writing work than they have. <laughs> oh, here you go. Sorry, yeah. Keith. You need to read this comment. Uh, let me read the comment. Hang on. Uh, yes, definitely. I would watch a Jar Jar one over there. <laughs> <Kiki. laughs> I'm not. I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I've managed to avoid it. I'm trying to find the the the, the gay Klingon bit. Um, the gay Klingon bit. Oh yeah, God. it is. It is proper gay. All right, let me, um, just hide, let me hide your screen because I've shared. Um, you've got a screen share there. Hang on. Let me. Uh, Have you found? Oh. Come on, yeah, people are waiting. I'm waiting. I, I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, it's not where I thought it was. Um, and uh, I have to actually go through all this. Uh, hang on. Well, where is it? Okay, cling on stuff. It's got gay cling on porn. Here we, here, we here we go. Here we go. Right, here go we go. Go full screen on your screen. Yeah, I've got full screen. Right, here we go. Watch this, right? So he goes, how the cling on. And then, yeah, look, there you go. See, tell me that doesn't look gay. <laughs> tell 
Probably not does on that cake. Tell us like an advert for super noodles. Um, but I mean, it just tell me that. I don't know if you can hear the audio. That's the problem. No, um, if, if your mic's working right, you should isolate that and not play it. But on the bright side, don't get hit with a copyright strike. Um, sorry, so we won't get hit with a copyright strike. So, but it's it, it. But they go like really auto-tuned boy band, like you know, new Klingons on the block, <laughs> and it's blatantly on a blue screen as well. It's not like they could even afford a proper set. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then of course the whole rest of the crew come on dancing, and oh god, that just I I hate that nurse Chaffin. Um, she's dreadful. She's dreadful. Mm. Um, so yes. I'm, all I'm hearing is is tell me why. Yeah, I can hear him singing. Tell me why. <laughs> Bollywood Klingons. No, they weren't even Bollywood. They weren't oh, even that the, good. They would be. They would be more skilled if they were. The, yeah, if they were Bollywood Klingons, I would have bought it much better. If they started doing like a full-on Bollywood dance, that actually might have been quite cool. Um, <laughs> Oh, right. that's a good point. That's a no, he's talking point. about Nurse Chapel. Yes, yeah, Steve, I'll give you that. I will give you that. I will give you that. Um, but they, I mean, last week's episode, they tried to... Do you remember the episode Deep Space Nine where they were trapped on that planet, right? And Nog gets his leg blown off. And it was like a proper fucking study of, like, you know, trench warfare. It was like a proper... Was, was this it, the one it was, you, the, it was in, done from Jake Sisko's point of view and he's writing? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 and it was an amazing episode. It was like a really fucking powerful episode. Really good writing. They tried to do that last week with you know the like what what war does to you, and they they even fucked that up. And it just it didn't. And Beggar ends up and Beggar you know ends up killing a Klingon at the end of it, or at least it implies he does and gets away with it. Again, the people that are writing this show just don't have morals. The way Spock keeps getting treated, the way Chapel treats Spock, it's just wrong. And yet they see it because she's a woman. She can treat them like any like like any way she likes. And it's 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 like that. I'm sorry, but Strange New Worlds deserves to die. And I don't think we're gonna see a third season. I generally don't. It hasn't been any of the Nielsen ratings, and that's because it's no good. So it is, yes. it's no good. Can we talk so about just... some like half decent Star Trek? Oh, we'll talk about some last season stuff. I've just got one thing I need to do. Oh, by the way, did you hear that uh, Susan Storm has been cut? Who's that? That's what so much. Sorry, I shared the wrong bloody screen. Let me try again. Um, Susan Susan Storm's been cast, and also they're talking about casting. um... There you go. It's not bad. Um, (laughs) There you go, Steve. Um, There you go, Steve. Um. Susan Storm has been cast. It's uh, what's her face from Mission Impossible, the blondie. Um, and oh, yes. apparently, and 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 guess guess what? The Fantastic Four is going to focus on Susan Storm because because we haven't had enough MCU. Oh, <laughs> They're going to do it again. They're going to do, do it she, again. Do you know what I heard? And and it would be typical because he was in fucking Morbius that Matt Smith's going to be Reed Richards. It should be um, what's his face who was in. Um, it should it should be John Kaczynski or whatever his name is his missus. That's who it should be. Mm. But um, I, I'm I'm not interested. I just don't care. I just yeah. I don't no, care. no. As I said, I, Gardens of the Galaxy. That's where I got off. I enjoyed. I that. have 
only apathy for Marvel, Marvel and pretty much DC as well. Come to think of it, um, I like DC because their car crash is so fun watching that car crash. True, I think true. Marvel's a bit feels a bit more pernicious and it's a bit more, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Mm. So it's a, it's a genuine car crash for that one. And uh, I won't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be tricked into it. I'm not talking about the other, the other, the other, the other big Disney uh, uh, thing because I don't need to because that's car crash too. Um, so anyway, um, I, I I did my I did my homework. Now, interestingly, right? You watched the theatrical right. version. Hold uh, done. Hold the, done. Yeah. Hold done. I wrote something. I'd like to read it. Okay. And it goes like this. Keith, stop mentioning fucking Star Wars. <laughs> right, here we go. All right, you're right, right. So, in 1979, a decade after the final frontier was prematurely closed by Paramount Pictures, they decided to venture back into the vastness of space with the crew of the USS Enterprise. It's Star Trek, the motion picture. Star Trek motion picture was, in, and, uh, was an ambitious leap forward, taking a gamble on the franchise and hoping the fans would follow. Star Trek The Motion Picture marks a significant point in the Star Trek Star, Star Trek timeline, Star Trek Starline, with numerous spin-offs, feature films, and even an animated series, but they weren't always smooth. Despite this, uh, it played a pivotal role in setting the stage for Star Trek's cinematic voyage, along with the TV universe. So buckle up, motherfuckers. We're going to talk about Star Trek Motion Picture. And I've got buckle up, motherfuckers, written in the script. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you watched the theatrical version. Yeah, I watched... I watched the cheap version on ITV, which I didn't have to pay for. Yeah, you watched... Uh, well, I didn't have to pay for it. I've always had these bloody... I've had like six or seven for somehow video rental credits that I've never been able to use because they don't work if you do it on a phone but if you do it on your computer it does that's apple being a bit of a ripoff um but anyway i used one of my film rental credits and i downloaded the 2022 4k remastered version that has that is the director's cut so it's shortened in certain places and it includes additional scenes in others and what it does is it adequately shows you the ship that vija is in which, okay. if you watch the theatrical version, you don't really re realize that there is a ship in the middle of this cloud. No, you, right? you do, you do, but and it you, gives you, you the impression it's like something that the thing from Doomsday, the original series with the big mm. gobbling but thing. There's a scene in the director's cut where they're flying over it at the beginning because you don't understand why Kirk goes go within 500 meters and then back off to 100 kilometers, and what it shows it in in, in the director's cut where it's flying very, over the he flies over along the hull of the, the ship, and then you, there's a scene where you see the Enterprise sort of turn around and then sort of line up at the back of it, and that's when it enters in, when it's dragged in. But anyway, um, you've got your notes, so I got my I, I got my notes. So that's just so just to set the scene. Star Trek's back after ten years. Kirk has been. Uh, Admiral of Operations for two and a half years, so he's not been out in space. He's got really fucking itchy feet, and all of a sudden, this thing turns up from deep space with this massive cloud around it and fucks up some Klingons, and everybody starts to notice. So, he, we, how can I put it? He does that shitty thing that they had in the next generation, you know, when an Admiral will turn up and take control of the ship. Mm. Yeah, he does that. He pulls that trick 
in this film where it's like, kind of, I'm Admiral, I get control of the ship. You can be Captain, but I'm Admiral. Yeah. Yeah. And he does the thing, takes control of the ship and then goes after after the Voyager thing. First thing I noticed was the uh, theme tune. Sounds really familiar. Yes, that's because it was Jerry Goldsmith's um, Life is But a uh, Life, uh, what's it called? Something Dreams. Um, and that was the first time that that theme tune came up. In fact, there's a lot of things in there. If you watch Picard right. season three, there's a lot of fucking nods to this film. There's, there's, there's mm. more nods to this next film we'll talk about next week. Yes. Um, so the theme is the thing that used in The Next Generation. Mm. Yeah. It's the cinematic slowed down version of it. Uh, it's a sped up version that they used for the next gen, but next gen was, I think it's called, not life, something like Life is a Dream or something. That's what, what the, the tune was called. It's by Jerry Goldsmith. He also does the music for the next one as well. Mm. Um, right. So, but, so, so I noticed that, that Alan Dean Foster is a writer on that. And Andy yeah, Foster you, is. If, yeah, go on. Can I, can, before we go in, you know that this was never originally a movie, right? Like, yes, I know this was originally notes. supposed to be be the thing, but I didn't put that down in my notes because I was going to save that for the. Oh, these are the little interesting things you didn't know about it towards right, the end. I'll leave that. I'll like leave that. Skateboarding I'll leave otter at the end of the news. Um, I'll leave that. We'll save that for the skateboarding um, otter section. So, Andy Foster, yeah, did a lot of um, films to book, yeah. Did the did the um, Star Wars um, film that never was done, which mm. was um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. He did the Aliens ones, which I, that's why I, I, it sticks out in my my mind. Um, and he was he was like the the, the head writer on that. Um, first time we see, I think the D sevens. Yes, Klingons D D sevens, which I really yeah, enjoyed. And, the, and yeah. the first time you see the Klingons with the ridges. And the first time you hear that, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da I love that music at the beginning. And and <laughs> the Klingon captain is Spock's dad slash the commander of the Bird of Prey. Because um, I noticed, because you know when you see that and you go, "Yeah, I have to pull my phone out," and you pull your phone yep. out and you find out, yeah, it is it is that guy. I have no idea. I can't remember what the actor's name is now, which is really annoying. I didn't write it down. Um, and it was it it, it it's. It's a very slow story. It's a very slow story. It 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 it, it, it is. Um, I just want to say one thing. I'm going to mention the tone of it. That was the movie I was trying to think of when I was watching it because yeah, I I was thinking 2001 and there's it definitely there's borrows from. Yeah. There is a lot of uh 2001 stuff. Epsilon Nine, the station, the whole lot. Um, but you're right. Tron was the movie I was missing. Um, I'm absolutely right. Um, but the problem is, it was before Tron because mm. Tron was the same year as Wrath of Khan. Yes, I know. Nerd power. Um, um, but um, yes, Mark ah, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, that's, ah, that's the name. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mark Leonard. Uh, I mean, I actually watched this again, right? And 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 the director's cut is better because again they cut down scenes. It is too damn slow in the theatrical cut. Mm. And actually, the director's cut gets a much better rating, uh, um, and review wise because it just it it's still too damn long in certain places. But I do love the ending because the ending is a return 
you, it doesn't bring, feel like this. Yeah, we're trying to get through it, and you've gone straight to no. the ending. No, I'm not going to co- talk about the ending. But you, you, you have this tone all the way through the movie, and it doesn't really feel like the Star Trek TV show until right at the end. But the tone at the beginning, uh, and, and the way the movie looks, it, it is very different to what mm. Star Trek was. Um, and Tron, so- yeah, it does feel like Tron. Yeah, I describe these as movies that you watch during the winter. You know, when it gets yeah. dark around about five o'clock, mm. you, put them, you put it on, it's, it's on the TV, and it's the only light in the entire house. They're the kind of, that's Tron's in that in that bucket for them. Um, so, yeah, it wipes, the, the thing turns up, the Klingons actually just want to turn and blow it up. Well, it's something new to shoot. So they try and shoot it, and they'll get wiped out, which is great because they've managed to establish how dangerous it is. It's literally just fired one shot at them and gone easy. Um, which is it does a lot of this in the it does a lot of this in in the thing in this is probably the reason why it's so slow is they do sit there and they establish it and then they go to 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 see um clark spock i don't know why i said clark <laughs> spock on the vulcan homeworld and in comparison to other bits that i've seen in the original tv show and other tv shows the vulcan homeworld looks like crap hole um it really does it, it, it's a real letdown if you compare it to um Oh, that's the third one, Search for Spock. It feels yeah. similar in Search for Spock. It, it does feel similar. Search Search for Spock very much sort of emulates that the world that they set in. But one. Search for Spock makes it feel like a dry desert, aridy sort of place. Yeah, and yeah. This one makes it, and this and the other one is makes it feel more volcanic. So when yeah. they're setting the scene for that, it, it, it felt weird. And I just love the idea is like kind of goes. So you've spent the last three years goes purging all your emotions like that, and it's like kind of a. You appear to have constipation, Mr. Spock. We're not giving you our little shitty trophy. And then drops it. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, sorry. Live long and prosper. Or go forth to multiply. Um... <laughs> I think the music has a lot to do with that. Um, I actually quite... I, I, again, maybe they redid it in 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 the... Um, they, they redid a lot of scenes um, in the director's cut. So the Vulcan that you get, they show big statues and 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 things and a flyer, and it looks much more like the world of Star Trek Three. I'll have to check and see if they redid that scene because mm. they did do a lot of re-digital effects for it. Um, yeah, I mean that the whole the bloody movie opens with a three-minute just flying through a star field as it plays Ilya's theme. That's it. Mm. That that's the opening, and then it goes into the da, 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 and it goes straight into that. Um, Yes, it does. Actually, you're right. There, there is there, there's some of that there. The, the 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 Krypton parts. Yeah, I I can see that. I I I get that actually. For mm. podcast listeners, Biffa says, do you agree that Star Trek One or Motion Picture feels like Superman's 1978? Yeah, it does a bit. Mm. Yeah, it does. Um. So okay, going back to it. So you see spock and vulcan you've got the people working on the weird array thing which definitely appeared multiple times in star trek being used as a bit of a special effect kirk yeah kirk turns up at starfleet hq yeah he's a total dick he is a bit he is a total dick he gets off the train and and he, he talks to his science officer and he's a bit short with him he's a he's a vulcan so he can take it but it's just like kind of he's a total dick um, and then, and then you kind of go through the thing where he, he, he speaks to like Scotty and that lot, and they got problems with the transporters, and pretty much the Enterprise is it's like six months away from being done, and they need it done in six hours. Um, 
and you've got the and then they show you the new enterprise and they take a long time going around that new enterprise yeah and i'll be honest with you i really like that enterprise model oh it's my favorite ship of the, of of the of the of the original kind of film thing i think it's it's probably the one the better looking one someone someone put that together and had a lot of love putting that together mm. And it's great because what they've managed to do is that is, is where they're flying around it. Him and Scotty are flying around it in a little uh, like kind of docking pod thing. It managed to establish that the, the starship's an actual character in this as well. Yeah, yeah. The the, the starship's important, which is funny because Virgil thinks it's a character too. Yes. Later on in the story, and it does that whole kind of thing where it kind of sets it up and and it it makes you think. You know, it shows you this is space. You know. It's exciting. It's not like going. It's not like popping down the corner shop for a pint of milk. Yeah, this is kind of, this is like cool shit. This is cool. You know, this, you need to know this how cool this shit is. And it's very, very two thousand one. Um, so they so they go around there and then they have a transporter accident, which mm. kills the the Vulcan person he was rude to earlier. So no one ever need know that Kirk was a dick to anyone because those people die. <laughs> I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he sabotaged it, but been a chance um he he cops it and then whatever whatever was back from wherever they transported it from doesn't sound very pleasant and 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 again the reason it was trying to do that is to establish that space travel and doing all this stuff it looks cool but sometimes it's dangerous sometimes you have a car crash yeah it it sets a very dark tone and it it it, it, i mean the movie is is quite ominous from the get-go and and again you know Unlike the Star Trek TV series, if you watch the original series, it's all quite bubbly and 60s. And yeah, there's some dark episodes in the original series, but this was freaking dark from the offset. And again, a very different tone. Um, the tone does change at the, at the end, but it, it take, it's a very different tone. It doesn't... I, 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 I enjoy this movie because it's probably the most serious sci-fi star trek's ever done i mean it's proper sci-fi this so but... i i think this for me this feels like this weird because it feels like it's the introductory chapter but it's the introductory chapter to not only the star trek movies to next generation deep space nine voyager enterprise the other shit doesn't count but yeah, totally. It's very different, except that I mean, there's moments like when you, as you mentioned, like the fucking five minute flight around the Enterprise, and it is about five minutes with that, you know, beautiful piece of music that is the next generation music, but slowed right down and, and grandalized. Um, there's that, but you know, the, the he blatantly had a boner for 2001, the director of this. That- yeah, because um, I, I, I think when they they, they looked at it, because they we were mentioned in the comments earlier that it got greenlit because of Star Wars. There was that, all of a sudden there's a there's a rush on for science fiction films featuring spaceships. Got a spaceship in it, boom, aliens done, boom, Star Trek motion picture done. Yeah, um, which is fine. And they went down the 2001 route rather than the um, Star Wars route, yeah. which is fine because you want to kind of make sure you're separate, but in the same vein, if that makes any sense. Um, so you, you, you've got that and then you get your characters come on board and then you get established that um, Decker is supposed to be the captain there's a great look from Scotty when he's looking at Decker standing behind Kirk and he's like dude you, you have no fucking idea I am really sorry for you I, apologize. I, would, I would be saying sorry 
if the if the admiral wasn't standing right fucking next to me which is a great bit from james doing when you tell something just with a look it's mm. like dude and then the annoying thing is is that decker i was watching decker and decker would make a great starship captain i would watch an episode of no i'd watch a whole fucking series with him as captain the guy's 75 now which i found amazing so yeah. he wasn't any bloody spring chicken when he did it but that that would that'd be good because they were originally planning to do another spin-off at the time and and i think he was him and ilea were supposed to be the the, the the leads in it um which which was good and then you've got i think it mccoy comes on board in his disco stuff comes he's so fucking disco he comes on board he's like kind of oh, i'm not taking a transport don't worry guys i'll get this mother i'll get this old motherfucker it's somehow up, yeah even though they're all in futuristic uniforms he does look like he's where he's just walked off the set of saturday night fever doesn't he yes you know it looked like five minutes ago he's going ah, 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 still alive, still alive. <laughs> um yeah. I, I i like that scene um that that's one of the only moments where there is a bit of Star Star Trek feeling there, um, where I mean, even when Spock first turns up, and we'll come back to that. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. The the thing about the film is it doesn't feel like Star Trek, right? It, it, there, mm. there are moments, but it is not what any of the other films felt like. All the other mm. themes had a similar film, a sense of fun, even though there was things going on. There was always a sense of fun. At the beginning of this film, there isn't. This is the only moment where there's a slight sense of fun. Where mm. where Bones and Kirk are riffing off each other and like you know I got drafted. <laughs> yes, um, I I forgot how well the three of them work as characters. Yeah, they do. But, they are I mean, brilliant together. You see, Scotty wasn't Scotty in this film. That that wasn't. I mean, and and Scotty was Scotty like in the TV series, but in this he was like this serious role. And he doesn't get to be Scotty. It's not him that fixes the fucking ship, which was a mistake. Um, and um yeah i i yeah uh, anyway the, so you looks like got disco and then you get ilea come on the bridge uh, sorry to uh, gets on the, the ship and her first thing that she says because i want my oath of celibacy marked in the record to which my brain's gone her and decker had sex he fucking left her didn't say anything she's now become a nun you ain't getting any decade. I'm making it official. It's on the record. That's what, I, that's what she managed to say. For, for, just that one sentence. For a bald chick, she's pretty hot. <laughs> so yes. like, probably all the men were probably leering over her. I'm celibate. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, don't try it on. Just don't. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, you got that there. And then you've got the bit. Then they, they jump to warp to get to the to the station to try and get in to head off Vija as, as, as fast as they can, and the engines go to shit, uh, and then somehow they make a wormhole. Now, I don't know, is that the... Part of me, is, is that the wormhole that Voyager 6 fell down? Did they manage to go into the no, same path and, see, and do that? Voyager 6 is mentioned could... to have... It fell into a black hole. That Because no. I think it's the... Either spot... No, Decker says um, that... Later that on, he was, says. Yeah, but it's what not, they used to rumored. call a black hole. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it was a wormhole. Yeah, because if it made a wormhole, it would make sense that they. And it got yeah, but he says what they the used thing. to call a black hole. He says what they used to call a black hole when he, when he talks about Voyager Six. This was a wormhole, and again, I didn't really get it because it's not a wormhole. A wormhole connects two no. points. In, yeah, um, yeah. In, that that. In space, that so and then it, there, was, there, there was a rock in it too at the same time, and everyone's faces went weird. 
And then Decker then tells um, Chekhov not to, to use the phasers and use the photon torpedoes. And then I love the scene after, yeah, where Kirk takes him up for a bollocking for not following his orders. Mm-hmm. He takes him up for a bollocking because why don't you follow my orders? He goes, well, the, the phasers are tied to the warp engine. If you use the phasers, then uh, you'd fuck the warp engine and we'd all be dead. So if you use a torpedo, everything's fine. And he goes, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it's just great because it's like kind of, oh, I can't, oh, no, but he, I can't tell you what. But he that. then does say, stop competing with me. And that and Decker is completely. Uh, and then and then and then McCoy, when he leaves, like a fucking legend, turns around and goes, "Is he competing with you, or are you competing with him?" Don't be a dick, Kirk. Which I love, I absolutely love. That's a great bit of characterization there. Uh, yeah, but I think it's a combination of both. I think they're both competing with each other. Kirk blatantly yeah, wants the ship. No, they no, uh, they are. And and, Dec- and McCoy's right because McCoy said, says that Kirk, you should be the bigger man. You're a fucking admiral. Without mm. saying it like that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but then we then we get Spock turning up. Um, and by the way, um, oh god, I've got to mention this now. Right, I'm mentioning this in context. Okay. Star I'm Wars. Mentioning Star Wars. Uh, episode three, episode two. The Jedi ships that 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 disconnect from their hyperspace modules. Right. Nicked it. Nicked that idea from here. <laughs> they stole that idea from this. <laughs> The same special effects company, Keith. Well, yeah, but they stole the. Oh, it is I. I can't really. St- yeah, yeah. I can't really still if the same special effects company. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, Star. Recycled. All I'm going to say is Star Trek did it. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Star Trek did it first. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So next, they pick up Spock. Yeah. Mm. And um, Spock's like an absolute fucking dick to all of them, inadvertently. Yeah. yeah doesn't mean to be and i'm like kind of dude in those days he would have just been seen as a dick in our days we get he's a bit autistic <laughs> yeah it turns up fix it that fixes the problems with the engine this that and the other they're all like mccoy and the others are like kind of is, is he completely on our side because he's not quite the same way that we left him if that makes any sense mm. yeah because he's done his is is colinar 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 sorry um yeah Oh, hang on. Hold on. Oh, right. So this is the about the wormhole. A static warp bubble. Elon gates out of control. Begins tunneling through subspace and balances the engine. Sounds legit. You googled that. You, <laughs> you blatantly did. You googled that. <laughs> you I know, but I know, I've spoken. He is right. He is right. That is the explanation given in the movie. But you blatantly googled that. Um... <laughs> I've spoken to you. You're not that bright. I'm joking, joking. I know, I know you like a good joke. Anyway, Spock turns up. Spock, Spock's a, 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 is being a complete dick, um, and then they go and see the big cloud that's around Virgil, which is like I, I didn't. I swear. Sorry, I didn't. I swear. And then it's like I didn't. No. I'm. A, I'm. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Trek or terminology's wrong. You googled it. Um, what's the term? Trekkie, Trekkie, or Trekker? No, me. I've never heard anybody being called a Trekker. It's always a Trekkie. Yeah, no, it's no, always no, it was, a Trekkie. It was because there was always a negative connotation with Trekkie. 
Anyway, coming back to things. That was, part, so, that so was partly good. thanks to Spitting Image. Start trekking across the universe. Um, <laughs> so, I'm a tri- there you go. Look, was, oh, amazing. He's managed to. He hasn't said anything rude. I'm amazed. Um, so, Spot comes aboard, blah, blah, blah. Dick. Um, they then go to the thing. They get attacked. They fire a big ball of plasma at them. Um, and then Ilya gets vaporized or digitized. No, they. They they stop another one coming at them, don't they? They stop another one coming at them. Um because Oh yeah, because Spock figures out that they're they're broadcasting an old radio frequencies and not yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it starts probing the engine, then it steals Ilea. Um then we get like a you know, five minutes later we get Ilea turning up in the sonic shower. All right, chaps. Um <laughs> and then she walks out with her clothes on. God damn it. Um <laughs> But it's kind of like a sexy nightshirt. <laughs> that wasn't on yeah. purpose. Um, mm. um, I'm a deep Trek fan, says I, I respect you. Um, and I, I, um, I, she comes out the Sonic shower, and then she starts sort of talking um, in a robotic way. She gets scanned by um, McCoy, who's basically says she's a robot, molecular microprocess, as he calls them. So basically, all her molecules uh, are are microprocessors. Basically, she's got nanobots in her. Yeah, it's all nanotechnology. Um, so you got Ilya. Um, she comes on board. Weird stuff. But then and then it's like kind of this thing's just killed my girlfriend and replaced her with an android. So naturally, let's let Decker talk to her. <laughs> I'm just like, is that wise? Is that why they're spying on her and everything? And it's like, dude, it's like kind of if he was Vulcan, it would make sense, but he's not. He's fucking human. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then they get let into the cloud, and then you yeah. they and then you you were talking about earlier with the the additional sequence where they fly over the topic. So you get to see the ass of the thingy, <laughs> which I find mm. really funny because you see the ass end of the, the the ship, and Spock describes the ass end. As having an orifice, which happens yes, later. <laughs> I'm going to go um, into the alien orifice. I never realised it, it pulsated. Yes, I always it thought does. in my brain it was still. Every time I remembered it, it was still. And I'm watching it on TV and it's pulsating. I'm like, yeah. I can't remember it doing that. Yeah, I always remember anyway, it doing that. Yeah, they, that's, they fly over it. Yeah. It reminded me of the... Um, every time I see the, the Stargate Iris clothes, it reminds me of that from... from, from um, motion picture um so but yeah they they fly over it and in the director's cut there's a bit of dialogue about kirk trying to get them to zoom out the um viewfinder and Sula goes no it's already well no no, that's in that's in the regular cut that's in the regular cut where he turns around and says just zoom out it's the way you see it and then and then they show a scene of the enterprise sort of turning around at the back and and you never they show you more and you, and you realize it is a ship and it's a huge ship and and they speed up that flyover bit because i think it's a bit longer in in mm. in the original um cuts um so then you get sort of to the back of the ship and uh then they have like this uh sort of um idea wants you know wants more information and whilst this is all going on spot decides to fuck off and fly into the ship Yes, and then he has he has his two thousand and one bit at the end. 
Yes. Flying through hyperspace where he, but, he um I mean he do you want a boob? He reaches do you out want... and touches Ilea's boob and that yeah, causes does, him to much. freak out. But he sees a machine homeworld, right? Right. Now, no, hang on a second. I know where you're going with this and you No, wrong. I'm not going with it. I'm not going with it. This was right. So William Shatner wrote when he wrote about the return, right? When he, you know, brought Kirk back. That it's in that book, right? And a number of people in Trek have gone, it could be. Um, and it kind of when you watch no. that, you go, no. actually, it does make kind of sense. No, it does kind no, of make sense. No, it doesn't yeah, it make does. any sense whatsoever. No, I'll tell I'm, you why. I'm, go I'll on. tell you why. Do you want to hear why? Mm -hmm. They were described as sentient machines, not cybernetic organisms, not part people, part things. But Ilea. And when, hang on a second, and when they rebuilt Ilea, she was more machine than person. Yes. But then what happens at the end? What happens at the end? They Maybe essentially, get he gets assimilated, essentially. No, he doesn't uh, get assimilated. Mm. He ascends like they do in Stargate more than he does assimilate like they do in, in um, um, what do you call it? Uh, that's Star Trek Generations 2 or whatever it is. I can't remember what it's called. First Contact. Yeah. He doesn't get assimilated. They're a machine planet. It's not the same. Now, what I reckon... My, my, my thing is, is maybe the Voyager space probe went past wherever the Borg started because we know from Dragon's Teeth that the Borg had been around for at least like 10,000 years. This other race looks like they've been around for a lot longer. Yeah? Enterprise kind and, of... Um, sets up the Borg being around a lot longer than what Next Gen did. Next Gen, no Voyager, implies... Voyager, Dragon's Teeth, the episode they talk about this this race where they were like kind of huh, the Borg. The Borg were this silly fucking group that were just annoying at the time. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, nerd power. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll but you I don't. That. I I don't think. I don't think it's the Borg. I think they may have inspired the Borg. Well, the Borg may have got something from him, but I don't think, don't think so. I like so, it being ambi I mean, ambiguous, but you could you can interpret it another way. I, I kind of like what Shatner did in his book and how he implies it, and you're like, <laughs> um, and it and, and it could be that way. I mean, the Borg weren't always fucking nasty, assimilating assholes. So, um, and and feature does kind of get it, it. It could make sense, but you're right. It also doesn't make sense but it could if you convert it but I, I like that scene and then yeah he does kind of grab Ilo in his boot then he gets thrown out now in your version does he get caught by Kirk Kirk, Kirk goes out to get him yeah yeah because and and they entered that scene in but you see the scaffolding around the Enterprise do you see him coming out of the ship uh or is he just already out you do, there? You do, you do see him from like a wide shot. You see him come out of the ship. Yeah, because... He like drops out the bottom like uh, Spock did. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, the Borg wouldn't have rebuilt Voyager to complete its mission. They found Vija Kindred. The Borg doesn't find anyone Kindred. Now, um, William Shatner's thing in his book kind of explains it. Um, but... But uh, yeah, later on in Trek, they established the Borg had been around a lot longer, and in, in fact, they did it in Enterprise as well. And they got like like shoehorned that Borg episode in, which is a bit stupid, um, because that would have been in some kind of Starfleet log um, that they had in fact encountered the Borg before. 
Um, but um, I there's a scene where they 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 included it in the home release of the video where Kurt comes out the ship, and they hadn't built the full set, so you see all the scaffolding, but it's there. Um, because Kurt wants to go out and they try to stop him going out. And anyway, that's in the director's cut, but they'd redone it all so that it looked nice. And then Kurt catches him. Um, they go back into the ship. Um, and then you 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 find out that 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 they've entered like Earth's space area and the cloud is dissipating. You see that in the director's cut, and you see in all its full size what is hiding in the cloud that i liked you don't yeah. see that in the theatrical version you don't ever really get an idea of how big and how threatening this thing is um whereas you do in 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 the director's cut and it comes out of the uh, out of the cloud um then it starts it fires off a radio message no one replies so it has a hissy fit and starts firing all these plasma balls around the earth in order to destroy it at which point it it starts to feel a bit Star Trek like because Spock um Spock goes, it's a child. And then McCoy has this great line where he turns around and he goes, it appears your child is having a tantrum, which is exactly what it is doing. It is having a well, freaking that's, that's easy. That's what fit. McCoy says. Yeah. But it's a great line. That's what I say. McCoy McCoy mm. turns around and says, It appears your child is having a tantrum, which it is, because it doesn't understand. And then they finally kind of half figure it out that 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 you know they are potentially the creator, so it gets dragged in further, and and you know Ilya takes them to Vija, and uh, again then you know you get this. I think it's Sulu that says that there suddenly there's an air pocket forming around the ship. The ship gets sort of dragged towards them. What's it called in Ireland? What's that thing in Ireland? The the um the giant causeway because that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yes, what yes. it looks like. Um, and then they you know, they sort of exit on top of the ship, and you get kind of like a size perspective of how big the Enterprise is. It's not that big, it is, right? Um, so it's annoying because they 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 do, and then they cut to another angle, and it's just fucking terrible. It yeah. looks like I've looks like I've drawn it. That's how bad how bad it is. I'm just like, oh my god. No. They've re they've redone that in the director's cut. So and and in fact they show the 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 causeway appearing, which you don't see in the theatrical version. They show it appearing out of nowhere, like twinkling into um uh existence. And so they walk on this thing and they walk into this sort of tiny middle thing, and there is Voyager six, which looks very like Voyager one and two, and it's funny. We're talking about it this week after all the news this week about Voyager 2 and NASA sort of screwing up and sending the wrong command. Have you heard about it? No, this. I haven't heard about it. On, so Voyager me. 2 uh, is uh, has been in the news all week because uh, earlier on in July, NASA fucked up and sent the wrong command to Voyager 2 and they turned the antenna away a little bit too much. So it they lost comms with it. They managed to pick up a heartbeat and some clever dick um, worked out that he could get a command to it and make it reset itself. So they're now fully back in um, contact with Voyager 2. But um, And there were only ever two Voyager probes in real life. This implies that there were six, at least. Um, and somehow we got one close enough to a black hole. Now, this is the thing where it kind of falls through, because, I mean, the Voyager probes are coming up on 50 years old now, if not 47 years old. All right, so they're coming up on 50 years, okay? Right, 
even even in, and if you look at the distance they've traveled they've only in the last few years got outside the solar system right that's how long it's taken them right so if you imply another 50 years on top of that before it falls into a black hole right there is no fucking black hole that close to the earth uh, uh, the solar system if there was i'd be fucking scared how did that fucking thing fall into a black hole i mean the closest black hole is it would take a billion fucking years to travel there so how did it fall into a black hole I don't know. I did want to make the comment that that when after Spock touched the giant artificial um, projection of Ilea's boob, he woke up with a smile on his face. <laughs> it's very important. I wrote it down. That's how important it was. Um, he was like, all of a sudden, he's happy again. It's like, oh, that's the Spock we remember. Okay, I just need to touch the world, the universe's largest boob. Um, yeah, Technically, the angle he was going, I mean, he, he was, was going sort of... was going between them. He was yeah. going to motorboat them, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, right, hang on a second. See, my brain was like, they were going along to, to, to track down Vija, yeah? And then all of a sudden, a wormhole appears in front of them. And I was thinking, is that the... And then they get out of that wormhole. Was that the wormhole that the probe fell down because they hadn't gone that far they'd literally just got out the door that would have been more viable but decker says that oh voyager 6 we lost contact with voyager 6 after it fell into what they used to refer to as a black hole there's no fucking black hole that close to earth i mean there's no Hmm. so that never made any sense had they said wormhole and had they replaced that you know dubbed over it with saying a wormhole Right, mm. that would have made better sense. Mm. Um, had it fallen into a wormhole, that would have made scientific sense. As it mm. is, they say black hole. There's no way it fell into a black hole. It didn't get that far out, unless it had a goddamn warp drive on it, which it didn't. And even then, it still take a million years to get to the nearest black hole. So, um, it's it's like no, that bit didn't make any sense. But and also, right, another another blatant sort of minor kind of large um uh plot hole here is why does it call itself Vija? it's a computer it knows its name is voyager 6 right right just because it's not written on the thing right that was a really that was a really lame plot right that was really lame i'm sorry the machine had to read it It couldn't just it's a machine it connected to the computer brain because it doesn't see that but anyway there you go static wormholes mm. were very rare ds9 had one but i guess they tend to drift around space so it is possible yeah and had they said wormhole i would have gone yeah, yeah fair enough i accept that they said black hole and a black hole is not a wormhole um so <laughs> uh, a wormhole is a very different thing but you're right it would have made much more sense had it been like a, a floaty wormhole that would have made more sense but i i never did get the whole viager thing uh, the viager thing was there so you don't understand it. So the the theoretical role at the end, the reveal at the end, but it doesn't make any sense because if Voyager was taken by a machine race, they would have read its mind and in the computer, it would have been called Voyager 6. But anyway, do you not agree? Uh, I I don't know because the other part of me was like, my brain was like kind of, they didn't, they didn't build it that giant spaceship, yeah. 
it fell mm. down a wormhole, maybe wound up in another galaxy, yeah, because it's that far away, yeah. And, and the Voyager space probe just started building stuff as it went along. And over the course of 300 years, it built the entire spaceship. But because it had the information from the machine race, yeah, because they'd given it, like, a, I don't know, a, a, a chariot or something. I'm going to get geeky here, right? I'm, Voyager probes didn't have that much onboard memory. So it must have encountered the machine people I, first, got given an upgrade, then became sentient. And which is what it, they actually say. It, it became sentient on its return to Earth. Um, and I know, I know uh, they say what they used to, yeah, but we know, we, we know what a black hole is now. And a black hole is not a wormhole. I don't um, know what black holes black holes back they were black Star, holes discovered before wormholes. Yeah, but in Star Trek they call them singularities, don't they? Or something along those lines. Um, um well it depends because singularity is not just a black hole. Mm, singularity is only that super dense thing, so you can have cosmic string as a singularity. Um you can have machos singularity pockets of dark matter as the probe was damaged, could not have known its name. They figured out the name by the outside which was damaged. But how did they know its mission? Yeah, how did they know its mission? Yeah, how did they read English? How did they know its mission? How did they know it was going to return to Earth, right? It must have had Voyager 6 in its computer programming somewhere. I mean, you know, when I freaking write code, I usually comment on it. Somewhere in its bloody apprentices, apprentices, it would have said Voyager 6. Um, (laughs) Um, NASA probe, Voyager 6. Um, What would have been funny is, is if, right, hang on a second, if if, if Spock and, and... uh, uh, Kirk and Decker checked a bit closely. Underneath, they see a label, and it's got "Return to Sender, NASA." <laughs> um, um, yes. Oh no! <laughs> no! No! I ref- no! I refuse. Flat. No! You are a sick pup. You are a sick puppy. Um. <laughs> no. No, no, no. One, hang on, hang on, hang on. We we must have gone through some kind of alternate reality because this week, How to Be a Stupid Gamer has been very polite and very nice. And it's Biffa that's been a bit kind of vile. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Have you yeah, two swapped right. each other's accounts? Have you yeah, two well, got together and swapped? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did. Um, I, I was I was winding up for Be a Stupid Gamer um, on this on this stream because I couldn't play, but I, I could I could text from where I was sitting. Um, but yeah, uh, so get to the end. Decker turns into Decker turns gets turned into internet gas. Can I, um, right? Can I just ask? Right. Well, before that happens, Vija, I mean, they figure out that they need to radio transmit it, and they basically they get Hura to do it, and then Vija Voyager, you know, on purpose cuts out the last bit of transmission so it can, you know, mold with its uh, uh, or you know meld. With its um or combined, it was Alia. She wanted it's, uh, it was Alia. Yeah. She wanted to shag Decker. Yeah. But you know the bit where the stars start fucking coming around, and then the wind comes up and the light comes up. Super Is that not in my, no, where, where Decker's standing in the light, you've got that light, and and he's in the white suit, right? All right. Oh, leap. <laughs> It's made Decker to jump right in. It does. It looks like the beginning of the original Sam Beckett quantum leap. It bloody does. It looks like he's about to leap. Anyway, he forms a new life form, and then they go off somewhere and 
and and basically shag. Beat, Offensive yeah, they, shag after, they were getting it on in that light beam. Before they go, they were getting it on. He was about to get the feels on. Um, he's pulling his trousers down. They got, but, that's in the director's cut. You see him pulling his trousers down. Right, way too long for this. This <laughs> is gonna be the last thing so, I do. I'm getting my. Feel. I'm getting my fucking end away. Um, um, but then, of course, the ship explodes, and then you hear the acceleration music, and the Enterprise appears out of the car, which is really good. Then you get that wonderful proper Star Trek moment with McCoy, Spock, and Kirk smiling at each other and having a bit of a laugh and talking about the morals of the, the episode, and that's how it ends. And that's the Star Trek moment. That's when it feels like Star Trek, because Spock's back to being normal Spock. McCoy's been McCoy, and Kirk's been Kirk. All on the but, bridge of the Enterprise, and that's how most of the original series episodes used to end. If if you see this as a giant intro, I think it, it works was as a giant intro. It was a pilot episode. The, the the what you watched was the pilot episode to Star Trek Phase Two or Star Trek Two or whatever it was called. Half the fucking sets in this were built for a TV series because mm. Star Trek Two got cancelled. Two and a half weeks before principal photography, because Paramount suddenly decided that they could make a ship ton more cash if it was a movie. Right? Mm. So they then but by that time Ilea and Decker had been cast. The there was another character that had been cast, um, and and there was they they'd done all the costumes and everything. All of this had been done. Right. That's um, one that's one thing I did want to say. I really fucking didn't like the costumes. I like I like the no. outside of the thingy. The inside was okay. You you can see where it evolves when it gets to Wrath of Khan. Um, but, but the costumes were, 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 were too too bland. Until that end moment, it's the least Star Trek Star Trek movie. Because it doesn't feel like Star Trek. It's 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 a very different tone to all of the other movies, even Final Frontier, which was shit. But there, it's more Star Trek in the final frontier than it is in this. Um, and tonally, it's very different to all the other movies. You have brilliant moments, and you have moments in Star Trek 2 when they try to recreate it. Hello. Oh, um, hang on a second. Uh, anyway, I'm, sorry. It's complete, I just got distracted for a moment. Um, I wonder why. Um, <laughs> it's uh, It's the least... Star Trek, Star Trek movie. Oh, Chuck's missed everything. That's your Chuck. We're just wrapping up, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is the the least Star Trek, but it does a few things. One, it says the design language for a lot of stuff, mm. for the mm. ships especially, and, but, and the layout of like um, Star uh, Starfleet and the music, which is kind of done. Um, well, they they do yeah. constantly reference the original series music. They do constantly reference, but it doesn't totally fit. Sometimes, it doesn't. Mm. Um, and and look, Michelle Barrett's in this a hell of a lot. Marjol Michelle Barrett. Barrett. Michael Mar- Barrett. Marjol. Weird name. Uh, I thought it was Michelle Barrett, but it was um, Barrett. Okay. Anyway, she turns up a lot in this. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't get any older from 1979. Throughout the whole of the bloody eighties and nineties, she just stopped getting old. Cause she, I mean, she almost looks younger when she's playing Troy's mum. Chuck comes up for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Um, well, so we should have started off, and he could have paid attention to the entire. 
Yeah. What, right. So what, my one, my one, my one criticism, and this is based on Star Trek Picard's last episode. All right. So in Star Trek Picard's last episode, seven or nine captain, it's like, what are you going to say? You know, take us out, engage, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And Kirk's last one, his command to say, take us that way. Yeah, yeah, I love it's that. Literally, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, just that one. Go that way. Just get yeah, yeah. Let's have a shakedown yeah. cruise, which was great. And you go, you know, what, what heading, sir? Mm, that way. I love that. But he does, he does something similar at the end of Star Trek Six, although it's a Peter Pan reference, which I also no, that, love. No, no, that was fine. I liked the mm. Peter Pan reference. That made absolute. Sense. I like the reference at this though, because, but again, Tony in the movie it doesn't that fit, one. but in Star Trek it does because. That's how episodes of Star Trek used to fit. There was Kirk, there was Spock, there was McCoy back on the bridge of the Enterprise. But you had to wait to the end of the movie to get that Star Trek moment. Um, and there weren't that many Star Trek moments throughout the film. Tonally, uh, uh, it doesn't fit the rest of the series. Um, even, even, even the next one. And I, I don't you see the thing is right. Um, is Wrath of Khan next week? Well, it's got to be in chronological order, but then it's kind of downhill from there, although Undiscovered Country is arguably a bloody good film. Disastrous Box, not that bad. Mm, It's nowhere near as good as Wrath of Khan. I know, but it's not that bad. It's only saved by the fact that it's got, what's his, Christopher Lloyd as the fucking Klingon and him, you know, Overacting off like Kirk's overacting, which is kind of Voy- cool. I was going to say, I say Voyage Home. It's a, I, I describe Voyage Home as a novelty one. I would describe Voyage Home as um not very Star Trek. So like, ah, oh no, so, no, it is Star Trekky. It is Star Trek. It okay. You don't have the Enterprise in it, but you have the crew, and they're all part of the crew. And okay, it's still got some of the best lines I in it. Got the- Chekhov going up to a US military man and goes, can you, can you direct me to that nuclear vessels? <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. It's a brilliant line. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Jim from Taxi is a Klingon was awesome. Yep. Um, well, yeah, we've got to do Wrath of Khan, which... Of course we're yeah. doing Wrath of Khan. We're, we're yeah. working our way through it. We can, we can discuss the good points and high points and Rathacon is my favourite. I was looking at that. I was looking at that Klingon model, the the Klingon shuttle thing, the long range shuttle. I made mm. a Lego model of that as a kid. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe when we go and watch these, we'll have different opinions because we've kind of grown up a bit. I enjoyed this movie more today. I'm not, you know, I'm saying that it's not totally correct. I did enjoy the movie. It's it it's actually quite. I mean. It's the only time that Gene Roddenberry really got away with being anti-religious, and there is a lot of sort of underlying religious context throughout the whole of this. Um, and it is the most sci-fi, off-the-wall story of all of the Trek movies by by a long way. Um, mm-hmm. And in that respect, it's actually when you look at it as a piece of sci- science fiction, it's brilliant. Um, and it, it is a good film, uh, and the story is good, and it's it's a well-made film. Um, I think the director's cut was really nice to see. It was nice to see it in 4K. There's one dodgy scene when you've got Spock, McCoy, and uh, Kirk in his kind of ready room, and every time they stand in front of the, the um, 
the sort of the windows at the back. They're, they're really fuzzy, and I don't know. It's something to do with they, they didn't do a proper job of remastering that. Um, but other than that, watching it in 4K is really nice, and the director's cut does make much more sense. They, they've tightened it up. I mean, it's a longer movie, but they've tightened it up and they've included scenes that make it more, you know, understanding it more and, and seeing Vijo as it sort of bursts out the cloud over Earth. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, but it is, it is very tonally different to the rest of the movies. Oh, but I, I, All right, hang yeah. on a second. So just wrap up Star Trek and, and I'll, I'll come to this. And, oh, God, I've got to remember the name of the film. So, yeah, I, th I think at the end of the day, it's a good film. In comparison to the shit that comes out, it's a fucking masterpiece. Yes. All right? It is, oh, it's definitely... Yeah? I mean, you know, it's the first time we see the Klingons. There's a lot of things about this film. It's the first time we see the Klingons. It has got a brilliant score. Um, the music in this film, although arguably the music... I think he got he does. It's the same composer in Ratha Khan, but that 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 fifteen minute fucking comp piece that he has in in the next film where where it's the battle in the nebula. There's just no touching that. And just hang on, sorry, podcast listeners, I apologise for this. <clears throat> Hello, Dave. Um, <laughs> That's it. Everyone's head. You've blown everyone's headphones out there. Well done. Hello, um, Dave. Um, oh, right. So. <laughs> so I think it's great. We, we're going to have to do Wrath of Khan next week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Wrath of Khan next week. Unless something amazing happens, um, entertainment-wise. Yeah, we'll do Wrath of Khan next week. We should be a nice, easy watch. I think I might try and watch it with my son because I enjoyed I enjoyed the hell out of it as a kid. I remember when when we watched it. On, we were at school, and I was at, I think it was at middle school, and all the girls were freaking out about the ear slugs because mm. it was that. Good. It was good. But, um, I've just got a note here from Laurie. Uh, Rock of Ages quarry in Vermont was used in, Star used in a Star Trek movie. I think Chuck will have to check it out at some point. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, knew I knew he was talking. Anyway, um, Beer Stupid Gamer wants to do a watch party on a film called Galaxy Lords. Um, What's that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Give me a moment. Let me see if I can find it, because it was a choice between that and some other things. But, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I need YouTube. Sorry, I need to go to YouTube first. It's, uh, okay. it's uh, I know what they used it for. It's um, the 2009 film um, that was filmed there. Yeah, I know what they filmed there. Um, All right, hang on a second. I just, I don't know. I hope I've got the right one. Let's, uh, let me just see. So... I'm going to regret showing this. Let's show this on screen. I think this is the wrong one. Please go. Oh! An unspeakable peril has arisen in the Epsilon Quadrant. Epsilon. He has returned. We know not where nor when his first blow shall fall. Adorastius no doubt lusts for revenge. I can't, this has got a flash cord. working with an ancient power of my people. <laughs> Dude, I don't Glue know, the beard to the top. Ready for this. With this glorious power, we shall make them pay 10,000 times over. We've lost all time for delay. 
We must move against the Onyx Prince immediately. But well, sir, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it there. You guys, we've only go got 20 can... hours to save the Earth. Flash! Oh, it does have a very Flash so, Gordon-esque. So, yeah, it looks it looks absolutely terrible. Biffa, not uh, Biffa. Biffa might fucking we might ask Biffa to join, but be a stupid game and wants us to do a watch party of that. Um, yeah, I uh, <laughs> just like it. I've got a. I've got no. I've got kiss in space. You're gonna kill everyone in the room. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got a much so, better thing. Uh, I, I, let's watch the first episode. Of Red Dwarf. Much better. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's watching. It's watching something crap, and everyone just taking the piss out of it. I think is the is the thing. So I, I have to keep an eye out for that on the Discord because I, I I I don't I, my Discord alerts are all switched off. And when I check on them like once a week, so I have to do it manually. Um, so yeah, we got that to watch, which I think is going to be be funny. But on the bright side, the people who make it look very um, very enthusiastic. I like that. So before we go, I'm going to do some call outs. Okay, so I'm going to call out be a stupid gamer who will probably be streaming tonight at UK time in the afternoon, US time. Be playing. Um, what do you call it? Um, among Us with his mates. Um, if if you want to support to be a stupid gamer, there's another Twitch streamer that you should go and follow instead. Her name is no, I'm only joking. Go watch Be a Stupid Gamer instead um, on Twitch. We've got Dave, who's got... He's working on a new book, but it would be nice if people bought his other, other books. So, Bladefoot audiobook. There's an audiobook of Bladefoot narrated by Nigel, which you can buy on Audible. Exclusively on Audible, because we haven't got it anywhere else. Would you buy yep, a book so got, uh, narrated yeah. by a guy called Nigel? <laughs> Maybe we should change Nigel. his names to to the the man, the myth, the legend, the ginch. Chad Hammerstein. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that's much better. Chad You'd buy that book. You'd buy that book. Yeah. If it was so narrated by that... a guy called Chad Hammerstein, you would buy that book. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. Chuck's got a video out. There's only one worse name, and that would be Colin. <laughs> narrated no, by Colin. Colin. <laughs> Conan, because it um, sounds like colon, as in. Um, <laughs> uh, who else are we? We got a call. Who else we got, are we calling out? We got we got we got Chuck. I don't know if Chuck's got a video. We put it out yesterday at nine. I can't remember if it's day out at nine or yesterday at nine. Footage went out yesterday. Okay, so it was a foodie video. All right, cool. So go watch. Go to 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 Chuck's channel, and write mullet in the comments. Just write mullet in the comments. Everyone, just every video you watch, just write mullet in the comments so he knows that we sent you. I'm going to go and watch some of his videos and write mullet in the comments now. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, people. Thank you uh, for for going through my mad notes about Spock touching a giant... Space poo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's not poo. Everyone went in, on my videos and commented, poo, he's been kind to you. Um, yes, 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 he got poo. He's I got, got poo on all of my videos because these bastards went and watched all my videos. Okay. And if you're still here, Baxter, Amstrader's the best because you pooed all of my videos. Um, <laughs> you bastard, sir. Um, <laughs> Say goodbye, Keith. Goodbye, Keith. And we will be back next.
next week. Bye-bye. Bye.